So that was us. Arguing uncontrollably. Yep. We didn't like the having to listen to that either. No. But now we're going to explain some things. At least you guys are. Since we never got the chance to come to a conclusion, we're going to revisit that argument with a fresh attitude. Let's not fight, okay, guys? Okay. Klaus is not with us today because it was us that had a lot of explaining and sorting out to do around this debate. And it's understandable that they didn't want to be part of it again. So it'll just be us today talking about this. So quick refresher. There are two different debate topics. <laughs> yeah. The first debate topic was a scenario where a transgender woman had been dating this guy for I don't know, six months. Now, I know the whole six months, oh, he wouldn't have been dating her six months and not want to have sex. Okay, forget all that. Let's just say they've been dating for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. good enough for, like, you know, they've been dating longer than some people get married. Like, I know people who get married at two months. That's just, I mean, good for them, but I don't think I could do that. Besides the point, that's besides the point. Okay, so they've been dating six months, and they are finally going to, like, I don't know, have sex or something. And she discloses to him that she's transgender, and she is post-op, or no, pre-op, because, oh, maybe, like, okay, how about this? Maybe we don't know if she's going to or not. Let's just say that she hasn't had operation, and she discloses that she's transgender, and then the scenario works where if he leaves her, my argument was that that's transphobic, and then you guys said it wasn't, and that was where we were in debating. Okay just so that we'll have this in the back of your mind for the second part. The second part is where... What was the second part, you guys? <laughs> uh, the second part was a conversation about um, fetishization. Yes. Of, uh, fetishization yes. of minorities. Yes, and especially yep. transgender people. Yep, yeah. because we can't really speak to the fetishization of other minorities because True. white, 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 not white. Still male, too, I guess. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Like white, male. white, white, male. not white, but insofar as I know, the sexualization, yes, sexualization oh, is shoot. an issue. Sexualization issue usually revolves around indigenous women. Yeah. So. It also happens to uh, men, too. Well, yeah. oh, yeah, there is. I guess that is true. Yeah. I don't know of any major scenarios, though. I was I was reading on, on Reddit, and this somebody had posted a bunch of things that he hears um, in the gay community about... Oh, in the gay community, about, yeah. Um, uh, uh, racial minorities. Like, the stereotypes, you know. And Oh, and, my God. Yes, that is true. And... Hmm. It makes me think about that Saving Bobby Connor story. Because 
Is he gay or bisexual? Jeff is Jeff is bisexual. Yeah, and, and they're like a hot native man. Yeah, that's what. Well, yeah. Jeff says it himself in the story. True, too. he says that. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder who that was written by. Like, if you think people down here are racist towards native people, just wait until you move up to Canada. I heard about Holy that. Holy! I didn't know it was that bad. Shit! Why really? is it that bad? Because. I would have swore it would be worse in America. Well, no, it's just racism. Racism is different. Is just directed towards different people groups around the world. In America, when you think of racism, you don't think of racism against Romani people, or but in Europe, holy shit, is racism towards Romani people bad? Yeah. In Canada, there's not really super much racism towards black people over most of Canada because there really aren't that many. Uh, <laughs> so much to tell Justin Bieber that. Um, like Nova Scotia and the islands around there, yeah, there are. There are, and there are racial tensions and racial issues over there. But, you know, that's because they came up during, like, the, the railroad days, the underground railroad days, they came up from America. So, yeah, there's racial tensions over there between, like, and it, it varies depending on where you are. The One of the worst ones that's, like, not... Canadian, like white Canadians and natives, is uh, over in Vancouver and Victoria and that sort of area between like white people and uh, Asian people because mm. about half of Vancouver is Asian. That's a surprising <laughs> statistic. I didn't know that. I, it's, it's a whatever it is, it's a fucking massive amount. As for the first argument that we had, I was persuaded by Jackie, so case closed. Get fucking wrecked, trans folks. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I guess that leaves Kyle, because Kyle was on Tracy's side, and he never really described his position as clear as Tracy did. So, yeah. you know, uh, Tracy just kind of left you hanging, Kyle. Now you got to get fucking right. <laughs> you have to explain yourself one, now. One versus three now. I don't think there's sides necessarily. Yeah, I think there's true. varying degrees of opinion. Yeah, yeah because we really yeah. don't know what Kyle thinks. I mean, I we had some off-air conversations with Tracy, at least I did, and we had to sort out our differences and figure out what was at the root of this, and we did a lot of talking. So, so. And so if I can just say before we kind of continue, one of the issues with this whole thing is we're asking... Is it okay to not date somebody because of a specific characteristic that you find out? And yes, in some yes, in some I I can understand. I I I can undersee. Fuck. <laughs> I can understand the other viewpoint. I can understand the other viewpoint of oh, I I found out that somebody is trans. That's that's kind of a deal breaker for me. I don't want to. I don't want to date somebody who's trans. But the issue there is. A lot of times that is, in fact, all of the time, I'm willing to say all of the time in this instance, um, that's coupled with a really, really sort of transphobic sentiment of, oh, I would never be attracted to a trans woman. Mm -hmm. Especially because this, I would never be attracted to a trans woman, comes from a false conceptualization of what a trans woman is, and comes from this idea of she looks like a man, she sounds like a man, she's this very, very, like, stereotypical, like, just started transitioning, the idea of a dude in a skirt, 
essentially, which is not what trans people are. And in fact, a lot of trans people uh, are completely indistinguishable from cis people. Like, you literally would not be able to tell that they were trans. So, kind of fucked. <laughs> but in this scenario they were talking about, doesn't he kind of already know her? Like, they're, they've already been oh, dating yeah. for a while. Yeah, at that point, that's, that's what I'm saying is, it's coming, it's coming from that idea of, oh, I could never be attracted to a trans person. However, he already is. If you're walking down the street and you see somebody who's attractive, you have no way of telling whether or not they're trans. That's true. So deciding out of hand, oh, I could never be attracted to a trans person is kind of bullshit. And it's a, it's a cop out there as to uh, trying to say, essentially, in nicer terms, I do not view trans women as women. So what are, what are your viewpoints, Kyle? Because we really haven't heard them. Yeah, so, I mean... I want to know I, if I'm addressing... I mean, I, I agree with that. I and mean, if you're just... If you're breaking up with somebody just because you found out that they're trans, but, like, you were attracted to them beforehand, like, that, then, yeah, that's transphobia in, in my mind. But, like, if you're talking about somebody who's not had an operation and the reason you're breaking up is because that's not sure how to phrase it properly but like because you want to fuck him <laughs> but like if you're not comfortable with that kind of sexuality I, and you yeah. want that in your life then I don't think it's fair to say well yeah. you're stuck with them because otherwise mm-hmm. if you break up with them you're going to be labeled yeah. transphobic like I I think I think at that point it would not necessarily be transphobic but it's still shitty. It's it at, at that point at that point it's more like let's say you're really into a specific kink but your partner isn't and so you break up with your partner because they aren't. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, so it's it's shitty but you know, I don't think in that case it's necessarily transphobic. It's more about I don't know. I really don't understand that viewpoint at all, but that might be because I'm ace. So sex Mm -hmm. really isn't a factor in a relationship with me. So, like, I I don't really ever want to have sex with people, so I don't really, like, understand that whole appeal of the whole wanting to fuck somebody. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just really no winner. Because it's like if you stay in, in a relationship like that, one of you is going to be unhappy. Like if yeah. you if you stay in it, you're going to be unhappy. If you leave, they're going to be unhappy. So, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless the person is okay, but in this case, well, this guy is apparently not okay with it for mm-hmm. I don't know any reason. Then. Just pretend it's a strap on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the movie Deadpool. <laughs> you know the thing there is Deadpool is still pansexual and so even though like in that in that scene mm. like he's like oh no no not this that's not actually because he's not into that like that is I'm gonna try to I, I swear it's been confirmed but I, I'll need to like actually like look that back up because I don't know if it was confirmed or if it was 
fan theory, but his cancer started in his prostate. Mm. Huh. Yeah, so we mentioned that last time. It might have been a bit painful. Huh. You think that you would have... Huh. <laughs> oh, oh. So was that a warning sign to him? That something's up? That, that, that could have possibly been a warning sign that uh, he had ass cancer. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so, who, do you, do you want to go next? Because um, you have the item. Yeah, so think about it for a second. He's, he's eating. But, uh, yeah, I... Do you want to set the, set the question for the next argument? I, I think we kind of need to, like, finish this up. Like, not everyone has spoken yet. I oh. think you need, I think you need to come back and add on some of the things you said before, because what Kyle said with the, uh, the sex aspect, and how Jackie... Uh, doesn't come from a point where she can accurately know how that's like, and you two can. This, I believe, it goes unstated that you're both allosexual. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Kyle. Are you allosexual? Um. What does that term mean? Asexual. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Basic, yeah. It's basically not asexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yes. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, and um. So. Blah, blah, blah. What I'm trying to say is that. You brought up some good points, and they were really similar to Kyle's, but there was some stuff that you uh, you and I talked about in person, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I was like starting to see it. I it's, can't remember those things, though, honestly. <laughs> oh, let me refresh your memory real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I've got the battle! <laughs> okay, so when we were in person, Tracy and I discussed a lot about this aspect, and it took a while for it to become clear to me what he was trying to say, because for the longest of the time, he was giving examples and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't understand what you're trying to say. And then finally, it came to this part to where I was like, oh. And that realization was that even if this person is okay with being in a relationship with a trans person, and, you know, and they don't consider themselves, like, hating on trans people, and they realize that, yes, they're with a woman, and it's all completely good. Except if this person is like pre-op, and regardless of whether or not she's going to get the operation, this man, uh, his sexuality, he needs to fulfill his sexual need. Or uh, it was along these lines to where he liked being in a relationship with her, and the romantic aspect was fine, but he wanted to fulfill his sexual needs, and he didn't feel as though he could fulfill them with her because. Uh, the thing was was that he couldn't be attracted to her sexually because of that. To her genitalia. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's what I said. And then we postulated... Oh, sorry. <laughs> then we postulated that that's something about heteronormativity because if you have this... This is kind of far out there. Or sorry, not heteronormativity. Um, far out, man. Kind of heteronormativity. Whatever the opposite of polyamory is. You know how polyamory is kind of... Monogamy? Yeah, 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 monogamy. That's kind of monotivity. Monotivity. The thing is, is is when... So, in our culture, when you're looking... (laughs) Monomena. If you're strictly only going for monogamous relationships and you're looking for somebody, then you're basically kind of saying that that person has to fulfill all of your needs that you have, which is kind of impossible. Yes, that's exactly. I forgot the I forgot the part, but that's exactly what you said too. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember some other parts. Would you like me to add? Sure. All right. Okay. So I remember. I remember now when you brought that up. It's because we said if there was there could be a case where he is still in a relationship with her because they've already been together six months in the scenario, and at this point 
you know, he, she still likes him. He still likes her. It's just a sexual aspect. And see, and like you said, in our monotivity society, we find it hard to accept having like extraneous relationships outside of like one person. In this case, see, it, I remember it being mentioned that if she had told him at the very beginning, like before they started a relationship, to see like if he was okay with it and he had said no, then, I mean, there's what, what can you do then? Like there, there's no connection. They haven't like had a relationship yet. And, but since it's six months in and she discloses this and he's kind of like, like, oh, you know, and uh, obviously this isn't a problem. This wouldn't be a problem for every guy, but for this guy it is. And in this case, we're going to be accepting of him. And the thing is, is that I propose that he somehow work out a deal to where he can have sex with someone else. But see, the thing is, is that that would require her to be okay with that. And since we do live in a, like you said, a monotivity society, or how would I say that? Monogamous. Monogotivity mon, mon, society. We're trying to like make a word like heteronormativity here. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> um, then it would be, if people were more open and like, hey, I, I want this relationship, but I also want intimacy with you. And at one point when the intimacy can't be fulfilled, either that person is expected to hold on or they either leave or they find a way to make it work. But the fact that everyone loves monogamy, at least in the mainstream, it makes it difficult for that to be a route out of this problem. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and even if polyamory were, a, were an option for that couple, I guess, though, it would introduce a whole set of new problems they would have to face. So. Like, who do you take to Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, in, in that case, who do you take to Thanksgiving dinner? Because your parents are probably not okay with uh, polyamory. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things about polyamory is a lot of people think that it's inherently... Um, misogynistic or inherently abusive mm -hmm. and it's not unhealthy polyamory is like when say one of the people involved does not know that they're in a polyamorous relationship or when it's being coerced mm. but when you have say three people or more people who are all in a relationship who are all okay with being in this relationship then yeah why not like, especially if there are three people who are all in love with each other. Why the fuck not? I think it should be added also that uh, the, the individuals in the party should all be okay with uh, having equal power, too, and say within the party. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, a relationship where there's, like, a king who owns, like, five wives, that's not, I wouldn't say that's polyamory, that's... It's sort of like slavery, and yeah. that's and something completely different. Especially if, like, the wise coerced. was one guy. Yeah, it's coerced, and plus, they don't really have a way out of it technically without punishment. So obviously, that's more of like a I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, we have to go by something else, a different name. Obviously, it's not being great. an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of people who were, there were a lot of assholes in history who owned multiple wives, and I'm surprised there weren't more murders going on. Yeah. There probably were, but you know, our textbooks aren't really trustworthy. Um, that's a sorry. Mm. I was just gonna say that that that's a that's a cultural thing sometimes, and I don't want to really necessarily pass judgment on that because I mean mm -hmm. I I understand why that develops in some places. 
it's because like the men are all nomads or something like that and they or they're warriors and they all get killed and so yeah I'm doing this voice so this hand motion so anyway they can't see which hand motion they don't know which hand motion so that's gonna haunt them forever they're not gonna know which hand motion I'm making uh, it's a middle finger <laughs> <laughs> you have the uh, object Kyle cool um, I'm not sure what else to add. <laughs> that any modification to, or inspiration of what you want to say based off what Tracy said, because remember, you, you're in tra- uh, Tracy, ah, your two different ideas about the scenario were pretty similar. I just wanted to know if you wanted to make any more distinctions or add anything else that was, that was related in that sense. Not that I can really think of. I mean... The whole polyamory thing as a solution to it, I think, is it's an interesting way of fixing it if it works. If it doesn't, then, yeah, what can you do? Um, it's definitely viable, but that does come with a whole other kind of baggage culturally and with all kinds of other relationship relationships in your life, like was mentioned you know, your parents probably aren't okay with polyamory, so, you know, you got problems there, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the future, culture will change, and maybe the majority of people will be okay with it, or just be completely neutral. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Book recommendation here. <laughs> 2069, A Space Odyssey, polyamorous relationships in that book, they're normal. Normalized honor. Uh, question 2069. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. I, why, how did I not realize that? I, I don't think that was intentional on the on the author's part. No, so, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I feel like that's a newer joke rather than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, who wants it next? Because we're just wrapping up now with last thoughts, really, for this one scenario. I don't really know if I have any more uh, thoughts on this. What about you, Tracy? Uh, I think I'm pretty satisfied. Okay, I just wanted to ask a quick question with thingy. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to know. So this is pretty subjective, and it really comes down to these individuals. This is no, there's no blanket way of saying, oh, yeah, he should do this, and she should do this, and they'll be okay. Is obviously it's really based off everyone's own experiences and their own way of seeing things. So I just wanted to know, would it... Ah, in this case, the relationship is the strongest part, the romantic aspect, because they still want to be together romantically. And But for this, in this case, it's a problem sexually for him. And I just wanted to know, would a good solution be to where he leaves her and then waits? Or... Or sticks around. Oh, jeez. Like, I'm just wondering. But he'd break her heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I wonder if there would be a scenario where, like, he'll wait for her. Like, romantically. Like, for, like as in a, in a relationship. To be honest, at that point, I would really recommend that she leave him. Right? Yeah. If, <laughs> if he's not comfortable with being with her for just just who she is, don't don't stay with him. If somebody wants to change a part of who you are, if somebody does not like you for you, don't stay with them. 
please, just... It's difficult as all hell, but leave them because they're an asshole. <laughs> they, they're a complete and utter asshole, and they don't deserve you. Amen to that. You know, I changed my opinion. I like yours. <laughs> you like mine? Well, well, I mean, I guess it. I, I like that because I feel like that's a lot more empowering. It's, it's difficult to do, though, is one of the things. It's difficult yeah. to leave somebody, especially somebody who you love or who you think loves you, but in a case like this, it's pretty necessary because they're an asshole. And don't date the assholes. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, Kyle? Mm, no, I don't think so. It's pretty sound advice. Okay. Uh, do we have any other topics? Yeah, broad topic. I don't know. I guess at some point we just had fun calling them scenarios. It felt like gameplay modes that we had to beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So, trans fetishism. Ooh, yeah. That's not good with uh, talking about a man who does not want to date a trans woman because he doesn't really view her as a woman. A man who wants to date a trans woman specifically because he doesn't view her as a woman. Because he views her as a man with tits. Statistically, it, I would say it definitely is a man in this case. 
yeah, statistically, it's generally men. And it's generally uh, gay men, and the term is uh, uh, chasers. The most commonly used term is chasers. Yes, and as you've heard before, we don't really care for those people. <laughs> but uh, anyways, who wants to start off with the object? Should we start by asking questions? Because I could, I could begin with a question or I could begin with a clarification. Ooh, that's good. Um, just grab that. Oh, thanks. The magic bottle. Take a puff from the dragon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of thought this was... I think... In general, is there a difference between a fetish and a sexual preference? Um, yes. Because, okay, can I? <laughs> so the difference between a fetish and a sexual preference is when your sexual preference gets to the point where you are dehumanizing someone. And that's a fetish towards a person or people group. It's when it gets to the point where you are dehumanizing a person. You are saying, say... Uh, you're viewing transgender slave roleplay, and she was black. Which, you know, is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's like, holy uh, shit, that's fucked that's up. That's like completely insensitivity, too. Yeah, it's... Holy fuck. Like, not only, <laughs> not only is that, like, wrong objectively, but that's wrong intimately, because... That's wrong on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, on so it's, many levels. It's just... Yeah. It, but that is that is one of the issues that you do see is that um, there are people who say, "Oh no, but but fetishes fetishes are should be supported, and fetishes and kinks are okay." And it's like uh, there's a difference between having uh, a kink that's towards something inanimate or towards something that doesn't that that doesn't affect uh, a people group, and having a fetish or a kink that is applied to a people group as a whole. Like, again, going with the extreme example, there's a difference between a fetish for, say, uh, pink fuzzy handcuffs and a fetish for children. Or such cases as, like we've brought up before, uh, any type of racial fetish like yellow fever is not good. Because oh, it plays yeah. off stereotypes, like, directly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that you see about a lot of those things is they do play off stereotypes. And dehumanization is the main is the main factor. It's where you, you no longer view this, this person in the relationship as human, as a fully fleshed out human. You view them as entirely that characteristic that you're sexually attracted to. <laughs> Like it's not you're not sexually attracted to the person you're sexually attracted to the characteristic. You're sexually attracted to you're you're attracted to a black woman because she is black, not because of any other thing. You're attracted to an Asian woman because she is Asian, not because of any other thing. You're attracted to a trans woman because she is trans, not because of any other thing, and that is fucked up. That's fucked. The entire point of a relationship is that you're supposed to be attracted to a person because of who they are, not what they are. Yeah. And I watched a, an amazing video, or, uh, not earlier, but a while ago, back when we were first talking about this. It was after the original debate audio. It was this trans woman talking about fetishization because obviously she has to put up with that. And it was a great video because she brought up many different things, examples that made it simple for people to understand. So... <clears throat> If someone says, oh, yeah, I like blonde girls, 
just because they're blonde. Like, I like blonde girls. And if you dissect that, you could go as far to say that the reason why this person likes blonde girls is because they expect them to all be the same. Like, they have, like, the same characteristics. Oh, if she's blonde, then she is, like, stereotypically, oh, she's dumb or something. Or yeah. unintelligent. And And in a case like that, what you're seeing there is liking liking somebody based entirely on a trait about them, which is fucked up. <laughs> um, can't say that enough in here. <laughs> yeah, you really can't. Not, not on a topic like this. Like, the entire, the entire idea of fetishization is really, really messed up. But um, the fetishization of, let's go with your example, of a blonde person would be if it's to the exclusion of all other characteristics, then that's sort it's coming close to being on the scale of what we're talking about now. Because to be honest, there's a difference between being blonde and, you know, not being white. Oh, yeah. Which there, there's a difference in scale there. You could theoretically face similar issues, but there's a massive difference in scale. Yeah. I mean, apparently there's, like, scientific evidence that says... I mean, obviously that was a really poor example because it was just, like... I was just using it to be, like, simplified, so... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, apparently there's, like, scientific evidence uh, that says that there are certain, you know, certain people groups are attracted to other certain people groups that have certain, like, hair traits or whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, it's based off of... (laughs) It's based off of cultural preferences. What culture you were raised in tends to dictate who you're attracted to. Or at least what things you find beautiful. Not necessarily who you were attracted to. Otherwise, there would be no gay people in Mississippi. And <laughs> there are gay people in Mississippi. Um, but it, it does somewhat dictate what things you find attractive in people. Yeah which is one of the issues that we're seeing in society right now is people are saying, hey, everything is so fucking whitewashed. Every single girl we see that we're told is beautiful is is this, this epitome of whiteness, which is becoming a huge issue in multiple communities. And uh, before we really talk about like racial issues, we should probably get somebody on here who's you know, really able to talk about those issues because to be honest, we don't really know much. We don't really um, not have that much experience. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't have any. We don't have any. We don't really have much experience with uh, that sort of stuff. So, if you know anybody who is part of a um, yeah, it was uh, not white, um, and who would be willing to come on our show, uh, even long distance, and talk with us about. Uh, these issues, uh, that would be really cool. Uh, please refer them to us because we would love to have them on this show. Yeah, if you know anybody who's not white. Yeah, if you know a single not white person, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> uh, we we live in a town that is uh, very white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of racial tensions here. Oh, yeah. Between the white and the people who are not so white. So Yeah, people who are vaguely not white. <laughs> I, I, I'm one sixty. No, I'm one one hundred and twenty eighth Navajo on my grandmother's side. Oh, oh, and she was a Cherokee princess. Yeah, same with everybody else on the rodeo circuit, honey. 
They're just like that's that's a stereo that's yeah. a stereotype about like rodeo is everybody in rodeo will say they're like one sixty fourth mm. Navajo or one sixty fourth Cherokee, and it's like, dude, what's weird about that is that rodeo that has nothing to do really with it's the indigenous people. It's, it's the whole thing about the yeah. horses, and it's which is this, weird because the, the horses were European. Yeah, horses were European. <laughs> Uh, weird stuff. So, um, I understand that it would be better to get somebody who isn't, you know, white to talk about racial tensions, but do you think it would be appropriate for me to give my other side of things? Like, my, my different point of view that kind of differs from... As long, as long as we make sure that we are saying we're not the... We're not the arbiters of this, obviously, and if you would like to correct us on our viewpoints, please do. We would love to hear, we would love, we would A, love to hear differing viewpoints and B, love to hear from experts because we are by no means experts. And please do it in any way you can. Just anybody who knows more than us, please just help us. Help us. We are lost children. So just let's not, let's try not to uh, be like white splainers or anything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all, it's like merely speculation oh, at this point. At the, yeah, at this point, it's... <laughs> white splainers. I've never heard that before, but that's pretty apt, I guess. I mean, there's mansplainers and white splainers and... Where, where... <laughs> rich splainers. Uh, from, rich from, splainers. Where, from where we live in Washington, we have... <laughs> God. I think you should always be able to have an opinion on a subject, no matter what you're... Yeah. Well, yeah, but you do, you do, one of the issues, one of the things that I'm trying to, I'm trying to make clear is that we are absolutely willing to defer to people who have knowledge. Oh, yeah, of course. We, like, that's the thing that I'm just trying to make clear, you know, in before uh, people get pissed. Um, we, <laughs> we are completely and utterly acknowledging that we are don't really know much about this subject and we would love to hear input from other people, particularly from people who go through this shit. That, that's right there. That's a good point because even though you can have your opinion on any subject, it's not like you should expect people to respect your opinion if you're outside of that particular group. Like, for example, if, for example, one example I'd like to put out there is if you are not capable of having children and by that means, I mean, if you're not a woman who can have a child, <laughs> then you should not really be expecting that people, you shouldn't really expect people to respect your opinion on such things as abortion. Because, I mean, you can have an opinion on it, but if you're not capable of actually experiencing childbirth or carrying, then you shouldn't expect other people to adhere to you. Well, what does that mean to respect somebody's opinion? Treat it fair, uh, equally and fairly and saying mm -hmm. things like, oh, yeah, you have a good point. Like, they have no not, they have like no experience from that, really. They, say they are not the ones experiencing any abortions. So you can't make a good point if you're outside of this group? No, you can have a point. It may not necessarily make it be a good point, though. So people can't agree with you? No, people can agree with you. But people shouldn't. Uh, people who are inside the group who is being affected by it shouldn't be forced to respect it or to listen to it. Yeah. No, of course nobody should be forced to listen. But I'm just saying, like, 
Um, like, well, maybe in one case scenario, what I mean, like if if they have a chance to talk about it, the people who experience it should be able to have that voice rather than the people who can't experience it. Oh, okay. Definitely. It has a lot to do with voices, especially like if it's just a giant forum and uh, the people who actually can experience it have like top priority in the comments, then yeah. And then the other people who get the comments, they, they don't get as popular. Well, that's a bad example. Let me think of something else real quick. Okay. So like if people like cast their opinions and it would be righteous to have the people who can experience a particular thing voice their opinions first and then go from there. Like, because there's always a problem with voice. For example, like in Hollywood, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things that play into it, but there's not a lot of chances for people to have voices that are in minorities. So, okay. But, I mean, just to clarify, we're not trying to like spit on people here. We're just, we're, right. tr we're trying to have like justice. <laughs> For these people who actually go through the things, we don't want them overcasted by someone who doesn't can't experience it at all, giving their opinion everywhere. That completely blots out everyone else's. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I understand that. Okay. Um, well, my my the thing that I was just gonna say is that I just think that if a person um, like I guess this is we've already decided this is kind of a bad example, but well, let's use this example. If a person prefers blonde women. And that might be because they're a product of their culture. Maybe they had some assumptions about blonde women at some point. But I'm just saying that it's okay to prefer blonde women if they understand intellectually that blonde women don't fit a certain stereotype. Because yeah. I don't think that somebody needs to necessarily assume that they're going to fit that stereotype and also be and also have a sexual preference. I think maybe they're often related, but I don't think they're... Oh, yeah. But... The difference there is, when we're talking about this, what we're trying to say is there's a difference bet there between preference and, like, the difference between sort of preference and fetishization is that preference is, you know, I found that I tend to like blonde women more. I found that blonde women, I tend to view blonde women as more attractive, whereas fetishization is I only view blonde women as attractive and I view them as attractive because of these particular traits which I automatically assume all blonde women have. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the main difference there. It's it can be in the same way with any sort of any sort of characteristic be they hair color or be they racial or be they gender identity or otherwise. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to make one more point, but uh, Kyle, if, yeah. oh, sorry. if you have anything to say, I would love to hear it first so I can, like, you know, wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll just say I, I agree with what's been said. Um, at first, it was a bit unclear, but yeah, I think saying that's a difference between preference and fetishization is a great way to put it because there's nothing inherently wrong with finding a woman with blonde hair more attractive. But if you are placing that above everything else, then that is a problem. But if it's just a preference, I think it's fine. Yeah, like some type of like idealization that is unhealthy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've already been over what the stereotypes oh, could yeah. possibly be. So. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I take the little bottle. Okay. Um. Oh, there was there was something you just said that inspired me to say something. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, so the, like we said before, there's a difference between preference and fetishization. And can I just say, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll think of it in a sec. 
I just wanted to say that I'm just I'm just gonna say no, but um, I think that conversation about the difference between fetishization and sexual preference is probably pretty long going. Yeah, and it really pretty is in depth, and we are not the final arbiters on what constitutes the difference. I mean, we all have our opinions on what constitutes the difference, but I'm sure there is a lot more information about that that our listeners can go and find. Oh, yeah. We just, you know, what we consider our jobs here is to inspire conversations between people. Like, oh, yeah, that is a problem. Maybe I should talk to that about my coworker today. I mean, obviously, don't take our words for it. Develop your own damn opinion. <laughs> so uh, I guess I kind of remember what I wanted to say. With Kyle saying how, uh, oh yeah, I find, I find this blonde woman attractive. Pointing out that she's blonde, it's all right, it's all good. And like Jackie pointed out that, oh yes, I find I t- find that I tend to like blonde women more. <laughs> Going on with this particular scenario, this <laughs> blonde women liking. So, um, if it's obviously just speculation rather than, oh, I'm really into blonde women. Like all blonde women are blank or all blonde women are this or that, or I like blonde women because that is when you're getting into like the fetishization. But if it's merely just, oh, wow, I tend to be attracted to blonde women. Like we said, that's good. And one thing I wanted to add was if it's like, let's say we have this indigenous man and if he tends to be attracted to indigenous women, that's understandable, not only on a biological level, but on a societal level, because let's say that these indigenous women are in his culture and so that makes sense for him to be around them or to be attracted to them because not only do they share many traits, social-wise, but also biological-wise. And it would be statistically accurate to say that he's most likely to be attracted to indigenous women. And, uh, you know, if he's in- attracted to someone that's not indigenous, that's okay. But, like, if he were to go saying, oh, man, I don't like indigenous women. I like anyone who's white. These white people are amazing. These white women are great. They are this or that. That's fetishization. Like if he's turning them into like this like idealized sex symbol. So. Okay, sorry. If I can also quickly interject because I don't think we actually brought this up. There can also be this sort of reverse fetishization where you can say, oh, all blonde women are terrible and I would never be attracted to a blonde woman. All people of a certain race are terrible and I would never be attracted to a person of a certain race. All trans people are terrible and I would never be attracted to a trans person of a certain race. And that is also viewed entirely based on stereotypes. That's a good point. Which is, again, (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I cannot remember how many times I've heard people say things like that and think that it's okay. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, they think they know a certain group or, like, they've known a few people who are of a certain, like, group. I don't know whether it be if you're, they're blonde people or, like, Latino or something. They're like, oh, yeah, I would never be attracted to them because of this or that. Or because all these people are this. Or, you know, like, some type of, like we've talked about in the past, in-group, out-group. Like, they're, like, an other that has a particular trait that we don't like or something. That's a, that was a really good point, Jackie. I'm glad we brought that up. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> okay, uh, is there anything anyone else would like to add? Nah. The magic uh, bottle is waiting. Maybe we should give it to Kyle. <laughs> give it to Kyle? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm good. We've yeah. covered all the bases, really. We came to a better conclusion than I thought we would. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it wasn't violent at all. Yeah. It's a nice, nice friendly conversation. <laughs> I only kicked them oh. off air a few times. <laughs> I've only stabbed Cosmo twice. 
Yeah, and I only kicked him under the table a few times, so we're all good here. Uh, okay, so um, if you have nothing left to say, then I think it's safe to say that we have come to a few conclusions and a few speculations. Obviously, this, like Jackie said, this isn't the say-all or the uh, end-all, be-all, be-all, end-all, whatever. This isn't the end of the whole conversation. This should be ongoing <laughs> among a bunch of people in society, and we wish people would talk like this more peacefully, Socratically. Yeah. We're in yeah. the fact book for all things. Take our word for it. We've got the best facts. <laughs> <laughs> we have the final say on everything. We're yes. the arbiters of truth. We have the most luxurious facts. <laughs> There's no facts better than the facts we have. <laughs> Those I, facts just got ten. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Okay, okay, enough with the... With the <laughs> uh, okay, um... Yeah, so... We encourage you to have these talks with people you know and who you're around a lot, and even with strangers, as long as it doesn't get violent. Like with Tracy stabbing me multiple times. <laughs> right in the stomach. <laughs> now I'm going to throw up. But that's beside the point. So, we thank you for listening, and if you've made it this far, then we would like to say you're well on your way to seeing the world in different lenses. One more thing before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to Caitlin. Caitlin with a C, that I am grateful, and I, I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're all grateful. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Right, Jackie? Right, Kyle? Yep. Right, Tracy? Yep. Right? We're happy. Yes. We're happy, Caitlin, that you stood up for transgender people, especially uh, on a forum where people can be really mean. <laughs> yes. We congratulate you. Here's your little applause. Also, shout out to our favorite librarian from our school who listens to these. Miss G. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we thank you for listening, and we hope that you'll continue standing by us in this world where we have to talk and understand things. I like that. <laughs>